thank you for joining me on Humanities Radio. I'm Jana Cunningham with the University of Utah College of Humanities, and today I'm speaking with Jacques Williams, Coordinator for Learning Abroad. The mission of Learning Abroad is to provide students with transformational academic opportunities that foster direct interaction with other cultures. Jacques is here to tell us more. Can you just give us a little overview about why a student should participate in a learning abroad experience? Um, learning abroad has a variety of opportunities. Um, I like to start off with, you know, not a lot of students go abroad. One in 10 in the U.S. is reported actually go abroad. Um, so when you're talking with employers or thinking about research or community service type things and you put that um, specific experience like on your resume or talk about it, that's something that helps you stand out a lot. Um, you can also think about different goals that you might want to have in life. Um, it could be personal, academic, um, financial, or even, uh, act, what is it, professional, yeah. So you can have those types of goals, and learning abroad definitely helps you reach those, um, depending on what they are. In addition, if you're studying a certain major, having that different perspective abroad um, is very beneficial. You can see how they teach it or how they go about it, and you can use that back in your workspace. Before we uh, get into the specifics of learning abroad experiences, let's talk a little bit about cost first. What support does the Learning Abroad Office offer, such as scholarships? Um, so through our office, we have the Office for Global Engagement Scholarships. Um, for example, we have the diversity. We new, uh, newly created the Financial Needs Scholarship, which is pretty awesome. Um, it's worth $3,500, and it's for an entire, basically, it's for all terms within a certain year. So this year, we're um, looking at 2020, and you get to know whether or not you receive that $3,500 um, before you go abroad. So that's very beneficial. Um, we also have photography, video, and then one that very popular as a student fee because you don't have to apply for it. It's lottery based. So I just tell students to cross their fingers and hope for the best. So is there, well, what is their cost? Because I understand that there's a lot of different opportunities. So the, mm -hmm. I'm sure the cost varies, but can you give us uh, an idea of the cost? So depending on, I, we always tell students where you decide to go. So if you go to Australia versus Mexico, for instance, Mexico is going to be very cheap compared to Australia. Um, for costs, we have programs that are 10 days long or just during spring break, or we have programs for academic year. So it not only depends on where you're going, it's how long you're staying. But we have created a sheet where we have affordable programs. And so that can be programs that are equal to the cost of the U or programs that are less than the cost of the U. So they are there and we're there to help students find them. And can you use financial aid to pay for your experience? Um, in most cases, you can. There are certain scholarships that have specific details where they would say um, you can only do programs that are debited or to your account, so your UV account. So that would knock out like one of our types of programs. So that's something that you would want to discuss with the financial aid office, um, as well as anyone who gives you any funding outside of it. So let's move on to the different or to the actual experiences of learning abroad. How does a student get involved in an opportunity and where do they start? So we have various opportunities where students can at least look at the types of programs that we have and talk to, for instance, we have affiliate programs which are third party providers. So we have two fairs every academic year. So students can start there if they'd like to. Um, just to get an idea and actually talk with the faculty members, for instance, with like our faculty leg um, for our exchanges, um, which, you know, our certain time period, we have a type of 
where we send students over and where students come over. So if students would like to learn more about that university, they can talk to the actual students from that country, which is pretty fun. Um, but uh, other things that we have are like info sessions. All students have to do Learning Abroad 101 as well. And with that, it's just like a one hour session that they can do in person or online. And that gives an overview of our types of programs, financial fund or funding options, um, and just helps them a little bit more as they go on that path to find that perfect program for them. Can students just walk into the office and get some information? Um, yes. So students, we have we don't have walk-in advising. In order to meet with a coordinator, you do have to do Learning Abroad 101. But if you have simple questions like how to find a search, where can I get more information, things like that, we have peer advisors as well as a um, program specialist at the front desk that are there to help you. And where's your office? Uh, Union 159. We're right by Card Services. Perfect. Um, so what are students doing while they're abroad? Um, so... <laughs> That's actually a good question. We decided to break it up in like four different categories just to give students an idea of opportunities available abroad. So we uh, say community engagement, research experience, language immersion, um, and career development. And so with language immersion, that one's pretty self-explanatory. You're um, doing language studies. We have a few faculty-led intensive programs um, that are actually through the College of Humanities. Um, for community engagement, we have the Binion Center, but some of our affiliates also have service learning type additions to their programs. Um, with career development, that can be internships. Um, so we have programs where you can do courses and in, an internship, or you can do just an internship. It's really up to you um, what you'd like to do. Um, and with research experience, um, for instance, we have our faculty-led program in Ghana, Peru, and the Himalayas, um, where you're actually working with communities and um, learning about what they do um, to assist their uh, local populations. Um, in addition, some students do, with our affiliate I can give an example. Um, it was in Denmark. They worked with researchers in a lab for um, uh, psychology like matters. So it's a, those are like the four areas that we talk to students about. But I think it's pretty broad. And again, that goes back to like um, what you can expect and what would you like to do on your experience. Do students receive academic credit for all of these experiences or, or not? Um, so... All of our programs are for credit. Um, we always advise students not only to speak with us, the coordinators, about the programs that they're interested in, but also to their academic advisors. Um, they're available to help students know when they should go abroad, what courses they can take. Um, and so that relationship is very important because we always want to make sure our students um, get credit. Um, we even have an approval form for it. Um, there are cases where students will come and say, I just want to take this class because it's not offered here anymore. Um, but international admissions really want students to get some type of credit. So you actually will just get that under general credit. Is housing provided in all of these experiences or do you or do some students need to find their own housing? Um, so in most cases, when you consider the cost of a program, we have very transparent uh, budget sheets, especially for our faculty-led programs and exchanges. Um, so with faculty-led, it always includes the housing. Um, with most affiliate programs, it also includes the housing in their um, costs. And with exchanges, um, we have it under the like non-billable items, but we do have an estimate of what you can um, think about when housing comes, um, when housing is coming available. Um, the only place that I would say might not have housing included is in Australia, but I think it's just a different location um, in Sydney. <laughs> Otherwise, yes. <laughs> um, what are the eligibility requirements for students and 
are there some experiences where the second language is required? Um, so for faculty-led programs, our, for most of our programs, the GPA requirement is 2.5. Our exchanges are 3.0, um, and affiliates are 2.5. But you also want to check on their sites because they may vary. Um, so those are general GPA requirements. Some programs you can um, have no type of prerequisite courses. Um, some you can just go straight in, so, or you will need prerequisite courses, like our architecture programs, for instance. Um, but in most cases, we have all the eligibility requirements on the program page, and so do our affiliates. Um, and then if you would like to apply as early as possible, the summer of after your freshman year is the preferred term. So that is the most important. So you want to apply the summer after your freshman year for any time throughout your University of Utah experience, or would that be for your sophomore year? For like your sophomore year, like the earliest. A lot of students ask like, what's the earliest I can go? We say summer of after your freshman year. Oh, I get mm -hmm. it, okay. Um, a good time not to go though, we always tell students is, so the University of Utah has a, like you have to take your last 30 credits here. So sometimes that can be difficult. So we do like students to come in before that. Um, that way there's no hang up with them graduating. And while students are on their learning abroad experience, while they're in another country or maybe another state, what support is offered through the university or through the learning abroad office? Mm -hmm. um, so when students are abroad, they have access. We have like an emergency number. All of our students get health insurance um, as well. So that's something they don't have to worry about. And lately we've been getting a lot of questions about it, <laughs> which is interesting. Um, and then the other support that we have is the actual credit experience. So students who find programs that aren't through our office, we're unfortunately not able to advise them. Um, but because our office works with different ones, like academic partners and everything, um, we have that course pre-approval form. And if they have any questions, they contact us. And we're usually there to help them like have the process be very smooth and easy for them instead of them doing everything on their own. I think that was wonderful information. So thank you for sharing that. I think students will find it very helpful as I think this is something that most students um, want to engage in or hope that they can possibly engage in in the future. So this is great. Thank you so much. No problem. That was Jacques Williams, coordinator for Learning Abroad. For more information, please visit learningabroad.utah.edu.